The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Sports Drink Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. All right, Pels fans, welcome to another episode of The Bird Calls Podcast. Christopher, it's breaking news. J.J. Reddick has been traded. Chris, what is your response? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> better, than, be, better than a buyout. That's fair. We don't even know what we're getting back, though. It could be like a conditional uh, protected second round pick, only converting no it from 55 through 60. <laughs> hey, look, man, I mean, it's it's um, it's better than some of the other trades that we were expecting, you know? Like what? What can I tell? Oh, well, I, I mean, somebody, somebody in this room with the, you know, with the sources reported earlier. Mr. Mr. Preston Ellis said there was no way Lonzo Ball was getting traded. Uh, Christopher, I lost you. What was the tail end of that? Did you have more sources than Woj? Would you like to speak on that? Yeah, I actually have my source here if you'd like to talk to him. Is, is this an appropriate time for that? Absolutely. Oh, hey, Chris. Uh, this is Kermit, Preston's uh, number one go-to guy for all uh, – uh, NBA information. I have a lot of fans in front offices, as you might well expect, thanks to my uh, popularity over the past several decades. I, I like to keep my finger on the tip of what's happening in the league. So uh, when this news came across my front desk, I had to make sure that my best friend Preston was the one that I tipped off first. Well, there you have it. That's Kermit. So I don't think it gets any more official than that. What are your thoughts, man? <laughs> uh, this is a good time to bring up uh, Bug and Brayden. If you guys want to come up here and talk, just go ahead. It looks right now, initially, like Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe are both saying we, we all expected J.J. Redick was going to be on the move. The fact that he was traded is very, very interesting. But like we said before to Chris, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot that comes back in that deal. Obviously, there's going to have to be salary matching, but they're going to have to take back less of a salary than uh, Reddick's, I, I want to say around like 13 million, 12 and a half million, because the Pelicans are right against the luxury tax line. So a candidate could be Josh Richardson at 11.6 million. That would be interesting. Uh, Maxi Cleaver, that could be another candidate. He's at 8.8 million. Christopher, uh, it could also be Dwight Powell is right there on the cusp at 11.1 million. So a couple of candidates, they, they could also combine uh, they're probably not going to do that. Willie, uh, Colley Stein and Josh Green, that probably gets the job done. 
but initially right there, it looks like they're going to have to send. Richardson would be the cleanest fit, but you've also got Powell and Kleber. Which one would be the best fit in your mind, Chris? And which one do you think is the most obvious? I think depending on depending on what your plans are with Eric Bledsoe, uh, Josh Richardson would be he would be my personal favorite because of the, some of the things he can do uh, defensively and his ability to to, to make three point shots. Uh, but I mean, look, right, we're talking about a team that could use someone capable of stretching the floor uh, that's you know at a big man position uh, any minute. I mean, look. Maxi Kleber, for for everything that you know, I've seen in regards to some of his some of his injuries and uh, the cold spells he can go on. I know he's willing to put the ball up. I I would look at him as a better version of what you were trying to get out of Nikola Melli. And I mean, look, we've heard Kevin and some of the other guys in the group chat talk a while. We'll, we'll talk for some time about how they feel about Dwight Powell. Uh, I still think he's a guy who could who can give you some some really good minutes, but give you overall some flexibility. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think if if Eric Bless was going to be on the team and they're committed to giving him minutes, even after the trade deadline, uh, I think you have other guys that you probably need to give some time over Josh Richardson, even even though that would be the guy that I would want. So, I mean, you're down to Powell or Kleber. I think any of them are an upgrade over what you have right now in regards to a floor spacing bid. All right, so we've got some more breaking news. Shams tweeted this out and then immediately deleted it. So how's that for uh, for drama? Uh, Tim Cato still has his tweet up. It says, Mavs receive Reddick and Lyles, sending out James Johnson, Wes Wundu, and a second rounder per source. So James Johnson is like $16 million, So that alone puts the Pelicans into the tax. So they don't want to do that. So they send out Trey Lyles with him to make the math work. That's really interesting, Chris, because Trey Lyles is kind of a journeyman at this point, but was kind of a successful um, scorer, kind of like that tweener forward type, a guy that initially was thought of as a 3-4. Now he's kind of uh, settled into a role as sort of like a Michael Beasley type four guy. Uh, He's a guy with some burst, but a guy who, after a couple of impressive seasons in Denver, just just really hasn't done much. I remember Marcus Morris signed with San Antonio. That fell through. He went to New York, and they they kind of signed uh, Lyles as a stopgap replacement, and then he really hasn't been off the bench in two years. So... Wes Wundu is, is kind of an interesting, um, a tweener type wing, uh, a guy who's not quite a guard and not quite a small forward, but he has the length to defend both. Uh, I studied him a lot and spoke to him a lot in his time in Orlando. He's not a guy who gives you a ton offensively. However, he has improved um, slightly on that end. He's, he's developing a jumper, but he's one of those guys who it looks silky smooth one second and then it just goes right over the backboard the next second. So definitely some nice guys to get some flyers on. James Johnson is another guy to get some flyers on. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but back to the days when Boogie was in his prime in New Orleans, James Johnson, the the triple black belt uh, martial artist that he was, he went toe-to-toe with Boogie. And, I mean, he stood his ground against Boogie. Boogie got no no tread on him. So he's a big, powerful guy. He's a strong leader. He's a tough guy. And Chris always talks about getting those guys in the locker room, the assholes, the guys who, who don't take shit from anybody, who kind of assert their will and everybody else kind of falls in line. James Johnson might not be the player that he was, Chris, but he still carries that energy. Even if it's a situation where you only have him for half a season, you're talking about a guy that, you know, has been in uh, multiple, multiple situations that have been surrounded by toughness. He's been in Memphis. He's been in Miami. I mean, he, he, he's been around tough 
and winning basketball teams. I mean, so he's 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 always been somewhat of a glue guy. Like you said, he may not have been he may not be the player today that he was a few years ago. But, you know, I think if you acquire a guy like James Johnson, you know, the stat sheet really isn't where you're looking for him to shine as much. You're looking in regards to what he can do in that locker room and what he is on the floor, the overall toughness that he brings every minute, uh, how he leads by example from that perspective. And for a team, you know, in New Orleans that I think could use that 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 level of toughness, that level of experience uh, when you're trading a guy like J.J., they need guys that if they're thrown into the fire, they're not going to back down. They're going to lead by example, protect your stars. Um, you know, I mean, Charlie, Charlie Gonzalez has been talking about it forever and James, but James fits that mold. Of, like you said, who I've been talking about for a while, uh, you know, dating back to hell. I mean, even after the Chris Paul trade or, you know, I mean, I would say Rajon Rondo and Boogie also fit that fit that mold. But you know, they haven't had enough guys that, you know, enter the floor with some type of attitude, with some type of resistance that, you know, like we mentioned, are assholes. They could use those type of guys, an agitator. Um, and I mean, even if it's just for, like I said, a half a season where he can be here and kind of, you know, talk to these guys and put his imprint on them from a, phys- from a physical standpoint, I think um, you can definitely use them. All right, some more information coming out, but it's it's obviously been deleted, so I'm trying to retrace my steps. But the last thing that Sham said was that it was going to be a multi-team deal, a multi-team deal. Uh, however, it was taken down. This was eight minutes ago. So we'll give you guys uh, some some more details as we get it. But the most important takeaway from this, Chris, has nothing to do with Mavericks players who are playing less than 17 minutes per game. It has everything to do with the trades that were not made. Lonzo Ball, uh, I've long said I wanted him to stay. Number one, because I still think he has a lot to prove. The Pelicans still have his rights in free agency. There aren't a lot of teams out there that are going to have maximum level salary cap space. And if they do, they're going to be chasing guys like Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, Chris Paul, uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, I'm, I'm, for, I'm forgetting some others that come to name. DeMar DeRozan. But there are a lot of guys that are going to be available that you're not going to necessarily need to max. Or if you want to max, you're going to want to do it for Chris Paul naturally. But even should they want to, like a team like New York is somebody that has about... 70 million under the cap. New York only has four players currently under contract. They have a lot of work to do. They have to re-sign Mitchell Robinson first and foremost. They've already got Julius Randle on the books at about, I don't know, 23 million, I, I think offhand. So they've got a lot of work to do and they already do have a good chunk of change on the cap. So if they do want to distribute all of that to Lonzo Ball, it's going to put them in a tough spot. And there were even reports today from Ian Bagley that they're not even sure if Lonzo Ball is is their point guard of the future, much less a guy they want to give $28 million a year to. So I do think the Pelicans are in a good spot. If they proceed into the offseason as if they want to keep him, let him play it out, let him prove himself. If he plays like a max player, no team is going to be able to sign him out right. They're going to, they're going to have to come to the table with the Pelicans, give him something, whether it's protected first-round pick or what. And at that point, as the Pelicans, you've established for yourself you don't want to invest that in him. You're still in a position of power because you still have the power to match anything. And nobody has the space to sign him. So... I, I think I've always been in the camp, and I think Grubb has too. Let him play it out. Let him play it out, and let's revisit this in the summer. Uh, something that has to be disappointing to Pelicans fans is Eric Bledsoe is still in the building. Eric Bledsoe is, is somebody, even on the TNT telecast the other night, Reggie Miller expressed, just it just looks like he doesn't want to be here. And, and there's a lot of reason to empathize with that. He signed a four-year, uh, I want to say $75 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks because he wanted to contend. He's at that juncture of his life. He's in his early 30s. He's not getting any younger. He's not interested in rebuilding, and it wasn't his choice to rebuild. So it would have benefited both parties to move on. But as we've studied uh, on Twitter, 
it's no team wants to take his contract. And and that's fair based on his performance, based on his size, based on how he's played as of late. So it's de- definitely disappointing. But Chris, I mean, we kind of had to expect this. Zach Lowe reported nobody wanted to take him without giving away assets. And Chris, from your point of view, did the Pelicans m- make a mistake by not attaching an asset like a first round pick just to move off of him? I guess it it depends on what their what their overall plan is, right? I mean, if you can if you can find if if they plan on uh, shrinking his minutes or moving him out of the starting lineup to open up an opportunity for let's say Nikhil Alexander Walker, and you know if you shrink his minutes and you know the, at that point you'd be able to maybe you know to to uh, still give Kyra Lewis some minutes and maybe find a role for Eric that can get him back into some sort of comfort playing the game right now. Um, then I I don't think it's 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 that big of a mistake. I mean, it really depends on what you're getting back and what type of asset that you should you know that you'd be attaching because um, I I just I think that you run into an issue if it's the other way and you're still starting giving him minutes. At that point, I may have considered attaching an asset because we're talking about a team that does have a lot of draft capital moving forward. Um, Maybe at that point, it's, you know, you say you cut your losses, you admit your mistake, uh, you get rid of it and you move forward. Uh, but I mean, I have a hard time when you consider what you traded to get what you traded and what he was involved for, what you thought you were getting. I'd have a hard time if I was David Griffin saying, all right, now I have to get rid of a first round pick. When I just ended up trading for first round picks, I you know, the George Hill situation didn't didn't work out. I, I, I mean, I, I would I would have a hard time having to attach assets when or, or, or draft capital for a guy that I was expecting more of and a guy that was involved in a trade that brought those things. I mean, it lessens what you got back for a hell of a player in Drew Holiday. Um, I'd play the game and wait to while the contract isn't it still isn't going to be super desirable. It, you know, it does. It does shrink a little bit after this year um, and maybe try to revisit this in the offseason. And hopefully during that period, you've got him into a situation where he's playing better or you sit him and you allow these other guys to play and finally open up minutes, um, you know, and you take it from there. Let's talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you, so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for... You guessed it, more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, that's a question Jarvis Walk just asked. Thanks for joining us, Jarvis. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Glad you're here. Uh, with Zoe and Blizzo coming back, that is going to eat into Nas' minutes. That's going to eat into Kyra Lewis's minutes. 
And it's an interesting thing we've talked about, because if you do want to trade Bledsoe this offseason, when he's going to be immeasurably easier to move, because he'll essentially be an aspiring, I think he's got $4 million guaranteed for 2022-2023, but a, a team will be willing to eat that to move off of a large salary. So he's going to be easier to move this summer. However, in order to move him, you still have to present a player who can help a team win, because that's who's going to be interested in him. You're, you're not going to send him to Orlando without attaching an asset. You're going to send him to a team like... Los Angeles, by the way, who just uh, acquired Rashawn Rondo. Victor Oladipo is on his way to Miami. Kyle Lowry was not traded. That was a big name that was said to be on the move all day. But going back to what Jarvis asked, this is tricky because now you're in a position where you still have about 30, 32 games left. You want to spend this time cultivating your depth, uh, growing and, and developing it. But but you've got some some brick walls in the way of that. You, you've got some, uh, some traffic cones, so to speak, in the way of that. So, Chris... How do you navigate this murky water now? It appears the Pelicans probably aren't going to be in serious contention for that eighth seed. Maybe they sneak their way into the play-in, but that's that's about the climax of where they can reach this season. So how do you navigate the water between getting Kyra the minutes he deserves and also presenting Bledsoe as a guy who can help a team win next year? And the um, way you currently have him, I mean, let's be honest, like Bledsoe, He's had to kind of change his game to be a guy that's off the off the ball and with the ability to make certain plays. And then Milwaukee, that worked a lot more for him because he had a lot more space than he has to work with right now in New Orleans to operate. You know, Milwaukee was able multiple was able in almost any lineup structure that he was involved in to come out five out. And for a guy that has lost the amount of athleticism that he had and he's already lacking size. You know, if if you're not able to beat your opponent man to man anymore uh, consistently and you're, you don't have faith in your jump shot, it's not falling on top of the fact that it's cluttered for when you try to make a decision in regards to driving, your confidence is low all over the place. Um, it doesn't really look at look like a situation that's going to be successful for him. And I mean, right now, I mean, he's. You know, in the Lakers game, he was the fifth option on the floor. Steven Adams got more touches than him throughout the game, uh, which for a guy of Eric Bledsoe's caliber offensively should not happen. So what I would do is considering, you know, you still have some more things to see from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You want to give him a sense of consistency um, in regards to the minutes in a row. Um, and, you saw, and, and you've been able to see that with him in the lineup, you can play good basketball and win games. There's a fit there for him. So I would start him, uh, when, of course, when Lonzo Ball is healthy. I would move Eric Bledsoe to the bench and give him the opportunity to be a part of running the second unit. Put the basketball in his hands. Run some pick and rolls. Let him have some sense of, um, you know, full decision making versus being a third or a fourth option and playing off the ball because he's not going to be able to find that confidence back. But when he was playing well earlier in the year, he had more things that were being run for him. Like as we saw in a couple of those Toronto games and Spurs game, I mean, he was able to make things happen when he was having the basketball and, you know, running, running actions, pick and roll. But breaking down off of off of late passes and bailout and Kobe assists is not going to work for him. I think if you want things to work, you want to find a way to put him in a spot to succeed. you got to find a way to put the basketball back in his hands where you can find the confidence. And the only real slot that he can find at it right now would be uh, in a second, in a reserve type role. And I think at this point, he might even welcome that because he has to be able to look and say, right now, what's working with the starting lineup um, or what's presented with the starting lineup isn't working for me. Um, 
And if he's going to want to be someplace else, the bench might be the only option. That's a great comment, uh, Chris. And I, I want to go back to that. Uh, by the way, Adrian Wojnarowski officially reporting as of 20 minutes ago, no Lonzo Ball trade. So he's going to finish this season with New Orleans. We we said that earlier, but now that it comes from Woj, we know it's definitive. I've got a question from Kerry Adcock I want to address quickly, and then I want to go back to what Chris said. So apologize for hopping all over the place, and I appreciate your patience. Uh, he said, what's a deal we can get with Zoe without overpaying? I, this is critical. We spoke about this earlier. I don't think a team is going to overpay Lonzo Ball. Everybody's high on Lonzo Ball, but nobody wants to give him max level money right now. So what it's seeming like to me, based on the interest of other teams and based on where the Pelicans value him, about four years at about 18 to 22 million annually feels like where teams are settling. Teams are going to be afraid to offer that to him in restricted free agency because it ties up their books for three days while the Pelicans get time to ruminate on it. When during that time, they could be investing their money in John Collins, in Chris Paul, in Mike Conley, in DeMar DeRozan, in Evan Fournier, in um, Goran Dragic. Um, these are the first names that come to mind, but obviously Andre Drummond. There's going to be a lot of names on the market that you can just have. You don't have to wait three days for the Pelicans to ruminate about what they want to do. Um, I hope that answers your question because I want to go back to what Chris was saying. Chris first addressed this from the Pelican side of things. You know, why did the Pelicans need Eric Bledsoe to come off the bench to build back up his value? But what Chris touched on at the end that I really appreciated was Eric Bledsoe needs to come off the bench for himself right now. Seeing that he wasn't able to be dealt, that had to be his goal the whole season. I'm sure Griff was in his ear. We want to send you to a contender, but we're not just going to you know, give you up for nothing. We're not going to attach an asset. We believe that you're this player that was on the all-defensive team last year. So we want you to help us win. He talked in the offseason about how we wanted Lonzo to observe how um, aggressive Eric Bledsoe was in attacking. Bledsoe hasn't been that player. And now that the trade deadline has come and gone, Bledsoe needs to look in the mirror, just as Chris just prefaced, and say like, hey, I'm in a tight spot here. If I do have a goal for myself to get to one of those teams, the Philadelphias, the Los Angeles, the Milwaukee's, the Denver's, the Portland's, then I've got to show up. This is a wake-up call for Eric Bledsoe. And I'm sure Rich Paul is on the phone with him right now, you know, kind of coddling him, getting his confidence back up, saying like, hey, this is where we are right now. Here's what we have to do to change our lot. Here's what we have to do today to change our future. So I think Eric Bledsoe shows up at practice today, tomorrow, whenever it is, and says, coach, what do I have to do? I want to help this team win right now because that's that's going to be best for me in the future going forward. Uh, so if anybody wants to ask a question, go ahead. I've only got 10 minutes left and then I'm going to have to take off, but Chris can hang here if you want. Chris, uh, I, we've talked about pretty much any everything. One concern that I do want to raise, uh, Chris, is that Sham deleted his tweet and nothing has come out as of yet. So obviously there's a lot of teams that are on the phone right now with the commissioner. And I covered the Markel Fultz trade, I want to say two years ago. And sometimes this can take three, four, five, six hours. None of these trades are official unless you have all the paperwork filed. You wait in line for the commissioner's office. Once you finally get through, if you don't have all the paperwork ready at that point in time, the trade falls apart. And right now, nobody is reporting on the Reddick trade. Uh, Shams took his tweet down around 20 minutes ago. So we have confidence this is still going to take place. But if for any reason, one of those three teams that Shams mentioned doesn't come through on their side of things, this trade could fall apart. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying we're 22 minutes past the hour and we haven't seen any original reporting since Shams got that out uh, around the hour. If that's the case, he's a buyout candidate. It doesn't really change things for the Pelicans, but maybe you were excited about James Johnson and, and Wes Um 
man, I, I don't have a lot else to talk about other than Ali reported today that Lonzo removed himself from practice because that hip is still bothering him. So I'd imagine he's going to be out for a week minimum, uh, maybe two more weeks, but we're going to get at least 20 more healthy games at Alonzo Ball if everything works out right. And if the Pelicans do continue losing, like uh, Jarvis mentioned earlier, or, or yeah, it was Jarvis, then we are going to see a lot more Kyra. So that's going to be a good thing. So David is asking again, what's the final deal? Uh, and I, I just answered that one from Jarvis again. Should we be concerned that we do not know Griff's vision? <laughs> An excellent question, Jarvis. Uh, this is something that Chris and I regularly talk about uh, on the locker room app. Um, and I, I talk about it all the time. So do you want to take this one, Chris, or do you want me to do my uh, my monologue riff on Griff that, that I so often like to do? I can't see the uh, uh, the message, so you have to you have to uh, read it to me. I'm sorry. Okay, gotcha. Jarvis, should we be concerned that we don't know Griffin's vision? It just seems like we have no clue where we were going as an organization. And if this sounds familiar to you, it should. Because Jeff Duncan of the uh, Times-Picayune and now The Athletic, three years ago during Dell Demp's tenure, he also said it appears as if this club has no clear direction. Dell Demp's is just kind of, you know, grasping at straws wherever you can get them. And that's where we sit right now, Chris. It seems still as if our organization doesn't have a direction. Is that how it appears to you? I mean, I, I could see how someone looks at it that way. I mean, I guess the only one good positive out of it is that, you know, you know for sure leading this leading this charge are going to be two all-stars, right? You know, uh, or maybe, you know, one for sure superstar and, you know, a, a guy in Brandon Ingram who, who's either, either on the cusp or will join him in that fray and Zion Williamson and, and, um, and Brandon Ingram, um, as opposed to what we were looking at with so much other uncertainty three years ago. Um, I mean, look, I, I, there are, there are enough questions that go around Lonzo Ball to where I could understand if you're David Griffin, you are going to shop or be open to listening to trades enough for his name, considering what he's asking to get paid and seeing if you can maybe fleece, if you can fleece a team into giving you something that's over or, or that's worth more than, uh, than what Lonzo can bring to you on the basketball floor, whether that's multiple players, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, a young star, you know, a, a bunch of draft picks. I mean, whatever, whatever the case is, I don't mind him leaving that option open. And until we until we hear from him, we don't know exactly what that is. But even after we hear from them, you know, it's common that we look at it with question marks like, hmm, it feels like he's leading something, leaving something out there. Um, yeah. I, I mean, when it's all said and done, if if this Lonzo Ball thing isn't isn't answered soon um, or if he walks, whatever, whatever the case is, I mean, you can look at it as you have a plan with your one a and one B. At least you know you have something there. You've been able from this year to figure out what type of team I hope to build around them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do understand, man. I mean, it, it's a it's a case in which for me, I was ready to extend Josh Hart before the season started. You know, so it it is a a, a little bit um, nerve wracking to you know to wonder if you know you're going to be in a bidding war for him. And Lonzo Ball, two important players that both of your stars really, really like and enjoy being around, and that fit, you know, their roles and what they do. They, you know, they bring you things that, in all honesty, neither Zion or Brandon bring you each game. You know, each game in, like they don't, they don't, uh, they're not clunky fits. They, you know, they fit in, they do whatever is asked. And I think in both cases, they they're getting better as basketball players. 
So uh, it, it does leave some uncertainty that you don't have that figured out. But, I mean, listen, this is the game with young players that a lot of teams end up, end up playing throughout time. You would have liked to hear, we're committed to these two guys. But that's just not the case right now. Uh, we got to see and play more of a, a wait-and-see game that I would have liked to play. But um, I could look at the situation, and I'd rather be in the New Orleans Pelican shoes than I would the Orlando Magic. And um, <laughs> with the amount of capital that they have going forward, I'm going to find a way to be optimistic. But when it's all said and done, I hope that this leads in a positive outcome for the team. And in my opinion, that leads finding a way to bring back Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball um, together. All right. We've got some new breaking news for, uh, reported by Kerry Adcock in, uh, in our question section and also Shams Tarania. Uh, so Nicolo Melli is going with J.J. Redick to Dallas. So I'd imagine the framework of the deal is the same, only the Pelicans are attaching another $4 million in salary, which means they're going to take back more in salary uh, from Dallas, which makes a sense because I think James Johnson's getting about $16 million. Uh, Awundu's on the minimum, and Trey Lyles is just slightly above that. So they do need to make the math work so that the Pelicans don't fall into luxury tax. Other items worth noting, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olnick in a second going to Houston for Victor Oladipo. Mo Wagner is going to Boston. Uh, Daniel Tice is going to Chicago along with Nikola Vucevic. That's an interesting deal since, you know, they just added an, an all-star center. Why they need Daniel Tice? And what exactly are the Celtics doing sending Daniel Tice out there? They must have, um, they must be ready for Mo Wagner to, to start in some playoff games. Or they just must have supreme confidence in Tristan Thompson. Anyway, here we go. James Johnson, Wes Wundu, and a second-round pick for J.J. Redick and Nicolo Melli. Uh, Sham says, Mavericks acquiring two shooters to bolster their depth. He called Melli a shooter. How about that? That is adorable. The Pelicans game this year. <laughs> <laughs> and the Pelicans receive a gritty veteran forward in Johnson, a young player, and a draft asset. That's all for me. I actually have to go to work in the next five minutes. But I want to thank all of you for joining us. I'm going to post this on the bird calls uh, in the next two hours. And as always... I want to thank Christopher because honestly, man, this has been a real joy for me. I, I really enjoy doing this uh, on the spot with you and texting you back and forth. It's been a great addition to my life. So I'm looking forward to keep doing this with you, man. I mean, I'm just lucky to be in the in the presence of someone who can just break news like you, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't feel worthy. So, I mean, every chance I guess we I get to come in here and talk with you, uh, I should be um, bowing down to your graces, bro. I'm not going to ask you to praise me, but I also will not stop you. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not praising you at any point. Don't get used to it. I promise. All right, friends. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're, I'm sure we're going to have a, a grand reaction podcast with our whole crew uh, at some point. Obviously, they've been very diz, uh, busy and dizzy. Probably it's been a lot of information. Ollie Grubb, Fish, and Kevin for all of them. I am Preston Ellis. You can follow Christopher B. Connor at Impatient Bull. For now, let's dance. Let's go, Pels. for listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today